An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made. It's a different kind of fame that's not always as glamorous as it looks. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznak. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. What does your next drive look like? Running between meetings? Maybe a getaway with the whole family? Either way, the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's the Christmas time, so we got to have treats, right? So... This is someone we've had on the pod before. And when I say treat, I mean it in every single way because she's she's the best. And you should be listening to her. You should be watching her. Uh, she's got like a thousand podcasts out there. I think that she's doing <laughs> Naked with Carrie Champion, the best title ever. Um, but also she has a new show on Prime Video called The Carrie Champion Show, aptly named. I tried that as a title for my show. It just didn't work out. Um but it's on Prime Video, Monday through Friday. Carrie Champion, welcome back to Black on the Air. How you doing? Uh, thank you so much for having me back. It is an honor to be here with you. I feel very uh, privileged that you picked me and said, hey, come on. I'm like, okay. Honors on my. I haven't talked to you in a while. There's so much going on. Oh my God, and, too much. Uh, I, always, I always love talking to you. I always had great conversations on and off the air. Yeah. <laughs> yes, more Just, importantly. <laughs> Well, because and there's the Laker love in there, which we'll talk about later, too. You know, we don't have to get into that right now. There's too okay, many emotions right. around that right now. Yeah, let's just ease I don't it. want to start you off too emotional. <laughs> but we're in a good state right now. Emotionally. No, we're, yeah, yeah, we're OK. No, no. Yeah, yeah. OK. 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 First of all, there. congrats. Congrats on your new show. I want to know all about it first. And I would love to just talk to you about a number of things. But let's talk about your show first. Tell me what it is, where people can find it and what's happening with it. So it is um, on, as you mentioned, on Amazon Prime, and mm-hmm. it is um, a part of their their series. They they're diving into sports really hard since they got Thursday night football, right? Oh, okay, that makes um, sense. So yeah. they have Thursday night football, and so they want to offer complimentary programming with Thursday night football. Got so it. we have. Um, they created a sports network called the Sports Talk Network, which is real simple. And the idea mm-hmm. in the beginning could have been really like um, a podcast, but on TV, you know, very much like radio where, you know, Got old it. school Mike and Mike, where they would just sit and they'd be on the right. radio, but you're watching them on TV. Howard Stern yeah. did that for years and yeah, years. Right, so. correct, mm-hmm. correct. Right. Um, and then it evolved into a bit more, obviously, because we're not on the radio yet. But um, what it is, is like seven or eight different shows that they put together. Um, and they've they've decided to make my show really part of the focal point of, of sports, which is great. So I nice. film in L.A., I have a studio. I will text you right after because I was like, great, I'm coming on his podcast. He's definitely <laughs> coming on my show. Oh, like, I would love to. Yeah. So that's some real Hollywood stuff. I was like, can you please do me a favor? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's we talk about everything, the intersection yeah. of sports and politics and culture. Okay. Um, a big topic recently, obviously, Jerry Jones and the photo yeah. and and LeBron mm-hmm. and what he said and. And by the way, just I'm honest with you, Larry, it's uncomfortable because I'm I'm unapologetic. And so when you are unapologetic, yeah. it's uncomfortable because you're working around right. people who look at you like, now, do you like us? Because we're white. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm all like, <laughs> right. of course I like you. I'm talking about a particular type of situation, you know? Yeah. And you're in a particular position because especially if you're the host or like when you're at ESPN, you're, you're you know presenting, let's say, mm-hmm. for that network, you're part of the brand. And if you're mm-hmm. speaking out on your own, as we know what happens in those cases, it can, it's, it gets dicey. It, it can little, little it can be a little dicey. How is Amazon in that equation right now? Are they just say, hey, you be you? Well, you know what I've decided? 
And here's where this is where I think I'm I'm understanding our game more. If you present in an intellectual point of view, right? Mm-hmm. And it, like the conversation is on a higher level than just LeBron and Jerry Jones. The conversation is how do we treat our superstar athletes, our, mm-hmm. our black superstar athletes more specifically? Right. It's not so much about Jerry should apologize. I think mm-hmm. he should. I can post that on my Instagram because that doesn't belong to Amazon. But mm-hmm. I can say, I can say, Carrie, how have you treated the likes of Kyrie versus how you've treated Brett Favre? Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving, the basketball player for the Nets who was in trouble. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre, a Hall of Famer quarterback that people feel is beyond reproach. How have you been more interested or what have you had more opinions on? And then mm-hmm. I'm calling myself on the carpet because Larry, if I'm honest, I'm, I was, I was who LeBron was speaking to. Mm-hmm. We have a, I think sometimes we forget because we take them for granted because they have money because they're rich and we think they don't have any problems. And inherently maybe, maybe there is, especially media members, a fear of owners Right. Just because they're mm-hmm. owners and they could call the stage, they could call the network and cause a little trouble. You know what I mean? An athlete couldn't call ESPN and be like, I'm upset. And, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, let me jump to it. You know what I mean? But Roger Goodell could call and say, I'm upset. And they mm-hmm. would most definitely jump to it. Right. So maybe that's even implicit in the way we cover sports. Yeah, it is interesting. You brought up a couple of things. And, you know, I want to give the audience some context for some of these things. Sure. We have, you know, a lot of sports fans, but, you know, we got everything. I, I, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I realized that. That's why I started explaining. That's yeah, okay. I, because I, <laughs> I want to talk about all of them, too, so that we have plenty of time to discuss some of that, too. But let's start with the LeBron thing first, and then we'll, there's a lot of orb that that's inside of a lot of different things, which is kind of interesting because, you know, LeBron has spoken out about many different things. You know, he's He's taken some heat for some things. He's been applauded for others and all that type of stuff. But the other day he was in a, I actually didn't see a live, but I saw clips from it. But there was a picture that came out of Jerry Jones, who's the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, that was taken like in 1957. He was at like uh, one of the schools where they were trying to integrate. It wasn't the uh, the famous one. It was, a, it was a, four a, miles away, North Little Rock. Right, right. It wasn't central, right? Yeah. And uh, But he was there and there's a picture of him. And I guess he's talked about this before. And this has come out and LeBron was saying, why aren't you asking me about this the way you asked about Kyrie Irving, who, of course, was LeBron's teammate. And we'll get into that in a second and had uh, posted a link to a movie that a lot of people didn't like. That's the short version. (laughs) Well done. Well done. Thank you very much. You know, so first of all, is that a proper let's talk about the LeBron of it first you know just talk about that and then talk about the media because I'm not sure what to make of this whole thing you know I think there's this is a very this is more of a nuanced conversation than even the Kyrie one which I think is very nuanced you know um because what what do we make of something like this is LeBron correct in his accusation of saying why don't you ask me about this I'm not sure if I agree with that but uh, when I say I'm not sure, it's just because I really don't have an opinion about it. I'm a, I don't I'm not against LeBron saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of um, agnostic, as we say about it. You know, I'm like he's a basketball player, Jerry Jones, football owner. You know, he played with Kyrie, and Kyrie, you know, was a good friend and all that. It makes it's basketball. It makes sense they might ask about Kyrie. Mm-hmm. So. Um, what is your take on that? They asked LeBron about George Floyd because he's a black man. They asked LeBron about how he felt about uh, how he feels about Elon Musk um, taking over Twitter. Um, they, they asked, asked him about him, Elon Musk. Yes, they asked him about how he feels mm-hmm. about the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. They ask LeBron everything whenever there is an issue. What LeBron is saying is that I'm not just singularly focused. I'm, we don't speak as a monolith. I don't speak for all black people who are in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's saying he's saying several things. You asked me about the black issues. But, I, but you also ask me about the issues that involve this country in social justice and whether or not it's right. And that's the key there. You always ask me about social justice, especially since Colin Kaepernick. Is this not social justice? Is this not injustice? Is this not perceived social injustice? Jerry Jones, looking 15 years old, 
I, and we all make mistakes because no one's blaming him for mm-hmm. being there at 15 years old. But what we're saying is at 15 years old, you were at the center in a photograph of one of the ugliest moments in American history when it comes to desegregating that school system. Mm-hmm. You are alive and you are well and you are thriving in this world. And you mean to tell me how you grew up does not play into any personal biases? I'm asking. I'm not suggesting. I'm asking. Jerry Jones's photo, for those who are listening, was in a deeper article that the Washington Mm -hmm. Post posted. They've been doing, Washington Post has been doing a series called Blackout, why there are no black head coaches in -hmm. the industry. And in the series, in football, yes, more specifically, sorry, in football. And then they asked every single owner to speak. And to his credit, Jerry Jones was the only one who said yes. The rest of the owners don't want to be involved in this Colin Kaepernick justice for peace and get a black head coach (laughs) nonsense. Right. That's their whole, I don't want to get into this because it's inevitably going to cause trouble. Case in point, Jerry Jones. Mm. Jerry Jones is the de facto commissioner of the NFL. Mm -hmm. He is the most powerful owner in the NFL. The Cowboys are the most most worthy, business worthy, most expensive, most wealthiest team in terms of price. I can't get the word out today, but they are. That's okay. <laughs> I know what you're saying. So they now, so they go to him for everything. Mm-hmm. And so the article posed a question. If they Jerry go to Jerry Jones, Jones for everything. That's yes. Mm-hmm. They, everyone mm-hmm. goes to Jerry Jones. For, he sets the tone for how the, this is what they say. This is mm-hmm. a, allegedly. So the article poses a very important question. If Jerry Jones hired a black coach, head coach, who would follow suit? So mm-hmm. there are so many layers to this conversation. So it trickles down to LeBron and LeBron's just like, that's interesting. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan. I talk about it all the time. You mm-hmm. used to ask me about the Cowboys when they were winning or losing. You know that um, I said recently, I'm not so much a Cowboys fan anymore because of the way Jerry Jones handled Colin Kaepernick and the kneeling of it all. You ask me about everything that has to do with social justice or said injustice. But why not ask me about this? Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm trying to understand, but I don't know what LeBron means by that. Like he wants to be asked about it. Is yes. that what he's saying? Yes, because he says, mm-hmm. you guys aren't giving me the opportunity to give my opinion. You guys really went hard on Kyrie. It asked me every other day about what I thought about his apologies, what he mm-hmm. should do. I never answered. And when I finally did, obviously it came out wrong because that's a other, an entirely new nuanced conversation. And he's like, if you really care about what's going on in the world, here's the double standard. You guys never asked me about Brett Favre. Y'all don't ever ask me about the the injustice that's happening. Like when it's he's saying whenever there's drama with one of his teammates or former teammates or anybody in the league, Mm -hmm. you have questions. You have questions for me. And yes, you should have questions for me. And yes, I should answer those questions because I play with these guys. These guys are basketball players, apples and apples. But there Mm -hmm. is such what I like to call herd thinking like. Reporters, one of two things, don't want to be the person to get yelled at by the famous NBA <laughs> Right. Uh-huh. So they don't, I don't ask know. I question. think some do. I think some don't mind. Yeah. But so, I think so, they want to they want to stay in favor, right? So they can Correct. ask more questions. So they can Correct. ask more questions. Right. Correct. So and get I access. Think, right. And get access. I know he right. likes me. He lets me. Yes. Yeah, because you know, they want that. I want that. Right. I want to be. So I don't want to ask. I don't really want to ask in a question that's going to piss right. you off. And maybe, maybe, maybe Terry Jones might piss you off. I don't know. I'm not. You're gonna not going to ask any Chris Paul Kardashian <laughs> questions. Oh, yeah, I'm, de- right. I, look, I'm definitely not going to get on your bad side with no drama. You know what I mean? Right. So, so, but LeBron is saying t- so many different things with that. One, you always ask me about social justice. Two, don't get on my bad side. But don't forget, you have to ask me about everything because, like he's saying, let's just be fair. You guys ask me about. Kyrie every single day. I answered once and you kept asking me (laughs) not one question about LeBron, Mm -hmm. not one question about Jerry. And I mean, different people feel different ways about that. But I Mm -hmm. I agree because I'm a reporter. I'm a double standard reporter. I wouldn't think to ask him. There's so many connections there, but I wouldn't even Mm -hmm. think to ask him about Jerry Jones. And I, it doesn't make sense, right, Larry? Well, it seemed to me he he was more bristling about being asked about Kyrie than he really was. He was upset that he was asked about Jerry Jones. That's the part that I'm saying I'm agnostic about. Like, I I, I don't he buy was. that LeBron is so upset he wasn't asked about he's Jerry not. Jones. I get, but I do understand that he's he's bristling about being asked so much about Kyrie as if he had something to do with it as well. Like, if as if he's involved with that because of his association or that. 
he should come out and be against Kyrie. Like to me, I understand that pushback because it's like, well, maybe I maybe I don't want to talk about the Kyrie right now. Maybe I want to take a little time and think about it. You know, why are you pushing me so hard on this? I understand the bristling about that. I just didn't understand the, the second part of it, you know. I think he was just saying, if you ask me about a black man who's full of drama, ask me about a white man who's full of drama. Like, that's what he was trying to say. Yeah, but that... You don't, yeah. you don't agree. You don't think it was the same level? No, right. no, uh, because there's a lot of white men full of drama out there. I mean, yeah. why... why just but he's saying in sport, like, you ask me about Trump all the time. It's all, He just feels like there's a double standard. If I, if I yeah. can't do the best. And there, for me, I'm saying for well, me... Well, I'll say this. I Here's the thing. Is he right? Is there a double standard in the press in the questions they ask LeBron? I absolutely think so. In the questions that they ask LeBron James, what's the double standard? The double standard there, that's a great, that is a great way to pose it. The double standard there is LeBron gets the benefit of two things, right? So, so he and, is, Oh, let me, let me say this too, by the way. And is that double standard in favor of LeBron? It is, it is, it is, that double standard yes. is most definitely in favor of him because he's considered one of the greatest of all time, if not right. the greatest in certain circles. So as I said earlier, certain reporters who want the access, I'm not saying me, but those who want the access mm-hmm. and the privilege won't ask certain questions. Right. Like we know where to go and where not to go. And then actually, quite frankly, some questions are just off the table. Like mm-hmm. personal sure. questions about family and friends. I don't, I'm, I wouldn't do that to anybody. I feel like it's disgusting. And I'm like, unless it's a story, do not. Talk about anybody's family. It's not not your personal. I'm not interested. I want to know what you're doing now. Now, when you talk about football, why would they ask? Why would they ask him all the Colin Kaepernick questions and stay asking him the Colin Kaepernick questions? Well, I think they do that because they know he's a friend and perhaps a supporter of one Colin Kaepernick. I'm just going basic, right? Or, but I could also just to as a black man. Just to keep it real, though, too, I mean, the basketball players decided to kneel in solidarity. So that connects him to. Correct. So it's fair to ask a question about Colin Kaepernick. And it's fair to ask a question about Jerry Jones. Oh, yeah. No one's I'm not saying it's not fair, but to be salty about not being asked the question is the part that I didn't understand. Well, he's saying the connection, the same thing that you noticed. He's saying you've connected me to all these people over the years. You've asked me about various people, not even just Kyrie. Mm -hmm. He should have. And if he wanted to make the argument broader, he could have said, you've asked me about other people who are not in my industry, who, you Mm -hmm. know, I have a connection with. That's what he could have said. And he didn't, but he, that's what he was trying to to say. So here's my next question for you, Kerry. So what, because I like, you know me, I like to chip away and get at what's underneath it. I love it because you're making me smarter by the minute. (laughs) No, but Kerry, but what, is the implication like what by who's implication lebron's implication what is he implying you know is he implying like in other words it's to say why don't you ask me about that okay sorry we'll ask you but what is he really implying in other words there must there's an implication behind this question is the implication you don't want me to say something negative about jerry jones i think that's exactly what the that's implication what is and the other mm-hmm. implication is you guys are also afraid of jerry jones more so than you're afraid of me so you don't even want to ask that question because you don't want that drama to unfold and no one wants to get in trouble and they still want the access and the resources that's why some reporters are so compromised in in both ways okay, and so, so that part hasn't really been talked about yeah reporters are compromised mm-hmm. like they 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 hesitate and both sides. Right. I don't want to upset Jerry Jones. I don't want to upset LeBron James. Right. I'm not, it's not, a, and so, and it, it is, at, and it, there is the black and white issue. This black man's like, why don't you ask me about all these white men who are doing wrong that you often ask me about when my black man is doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It, okay. Well, why don't you ask me about this owner who has all this power? And you know, if I say something, it'll be uncomfortable. By the way, Jerry mm-hmm. Jones responded. He did respond. I saw that, yeah, but yeah. It, it seemed kind of a bullshit response. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like LeBron James. He's great. Uh, what about what he said? I think exactly. he's awesome. Was pretty much his response. So. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think Jerry Jones deserves to be asked that question in a straightforward manner and give us a really straightforward answer, not dance around it. And he's been dancing around it since the article and as well when people reporters asked him, and he's like, I'm going to, okay. All right. Enough, enough. Just football <laughs> questions. Enough, enough. Just football. Guys, racism don't, come on, uh-huh. guys. 19, I don't have 1957 racism no more. I have 2022 racism. Yeah, no, yeah. come he's on like, now. Come on, come on. Next question. You know, I think LeBron be a great tight end. What? Okay. 
<laughs> I'm not saying Jerry Jones is racist. So not I'm that not saying that either, I'm but I'm saying mm-hmm. answer the question. No one's saying he's racist. He, I, right. Listen, to his credit, I've met that man before, broken bread with him. I thought he was mm-hmm. a lovely man. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't feel racism. I didn't feel like, oh, he was like, oh, you like there there was nothing about him in that moment that felt mm-hmm. racist to me. That time that we spent together. I've talked mm-hmm. to other athletes who who are black who have worked for him and said this man has done so many things for the community. Mm-hmm. He's taking care of me and right. my family personally. There's no way that I can say that that man is a racist. And I believe that. The question is even higher level thinking. And the problem is, is that we stay in the mud. Do we have a a, a, a subconscious bias that we're not familiar with? Mm-hmm. All of us, not just Jerry Jones, all of us. Do we enter in situations already feeling like we know what it'll be, even though we're not even telling us ourselves telling ourselves that? Mm-hmm. There, the question to Jerry Jones was posed in the article, would you, because this is about hiring a black coach, could you hire a black coach? Have you ever thought about it? And he said, it's not about X's and O's. It's about Joe's and Mo's or Jim's and Joe's. He said, it's mm-hmm. about who you know. If these people are not in my atmosphere, I can't hire them. If folks mm. said, I won't, he said, I, I got to be honest. I hire so-and-so. Everybody I've hired has been a friend or around me or hanging out around me. Mm. Well, who's... Whose problem is that, Jerry? And Jerry Jones has never hired a black coach at any level. Is that true? At we're talking about or the, just at the senior NFL. levels. We're talking about at the NFL. He he runs the whole kid. No, that's play. what I mean. Jerry Jones for the Dallas Cowboys. He has never had a black head coach the entire time. He's had has he a had lot black of, assistants. Yes, he's had black assistants. He has. He's okay. had a, a huge amount of black supporting staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think. They have arguably the most black people working in the in the in the uh, recovery and the uh, um, physical trainer. So he hires a lot of blacks. He hasn't had a black head coach. Right. He does. Okay. The other thing, Carrie, what do we do with something like that? Also with something that was in somebody's past do and something from so long ago. And it depends what it is, of course, too. This is more of a general question, I guess, more so than that. But, you know, because people get especially on Twitter these days, you know, people are held accountable no matter what the time limit is on certain things and no matter what their life has been. Yeah. You know, like you pointed out, many of the things that he does for the community or this type of stuff, he's worked with black people, all that stuff. He doesn't seem like a racist guy. So should we be putting a lot of weight on a photo like that? Should we like how how should we deal with those types of things just from your point of view? That's another question. That's why I said this conversation is so ongoing and mm-hmm. so and so nuanced. And there are all these different tentacles. It's not just this. I mean, at its basic level, it is. He's like, if we go in hard after Kyrie, go hard after other people who were doing inappropriate things. Mm-hmm. Now, this photo, when he was 15 years old, some 65 years ago, um, kid is a mistake. I mean, come on. Like no one, he, do you think he knew at that moment he was being photographed in one of America's most, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. ugliest times in history? Mm-hmm. He didn't know that. What what happened was very, and this is like, let me make these comparisons. What happened was when he was asked about it, he dismissed it. He said, "Ah, oh, I was just curious. I got a habit of sticking my nose in the wrong place at the wrong mm-hmm. time. I shouldn't have been there. Ugh, you know me. But when Kyrie was asked about this, Right. Because that's what LeBron's liking it to ask about this ridiculous, disgusting video that he thought he knew. I don't even know if he watched it, because why would you even post a link to it? And when he was asked about it, he dismissed it. He was like, I'm not promoting it. He was he was taking a defensive stance, as was Jerry, even though Jerry was very kind about it. And then when but when Jerry says this, it's no big deal. Everyone walks away. And Kyrie mm-hmm. just says, come on, I'm not I'm not promoting anything, guys. And they stay on him and they stay on him. And they well, say, they're oh, not, I have but the to, reporters have moved on. They're not yeah, asking I, Jerry. No, they're not asking Jerry. Jerry said, I'm done with this topic. We're moving on, Larry. Yeah, but I have to push back a little bit on that. Okay, go. I mean, we're talking about a, a picture that was taken in 1957. Oh, no, I agree. It's, not, it's not like Jerry Jones is promoting, you know, this this thing, but. Kyrie I Irving agree. They just actively, wanted Jerry to apologize. Like we forced Kyrie to apologize. And by the but way, they're Kyrie not the same thing. No, but they're not the same thing. But do you, right. okay, if you were 15 years old and they found a picture of you doing something that was considered and you're now 80, what would you have said? How would you have responded? It depends what it is, you know? The same thing, I, same same instance. If I'm a white man in 1957, you know? And now you're in 2022. I think you say what it was and you talk about it, give context for it, you talk about your life and the journey you've been on, you know, but I don't know if it deserves an apology like you okay, did something deserve- right now. 
Like another, well, it doesn't deserve a contemporary apology as if you did Correct. something right now. But does it deserve but, acknowledgement that it was ridiculous and I hate that I was course. even there and I don't sure, know why I was there as opposed to, ah, I was just curious. My football, I was, you know, I was playing but, football. But Carrie, like, yeah. even if you knew why you were there, if you said, by the way, if you said, you know what? I was with that crowd. I didn't want those black people coming to my school. I was so ignorant. And guess what happened? The next five years, my mind changed, you know, and for the next, I would have and, loved and for if the you next, would have said that. And for the next 70 years of my life, I've I dedicated it to. I would have loved it, Larry. But I mean, that's what I mean. It doesn't matter if he knew what was going on or not. It he matters could have been that by- he was, it was, it matters, it matters that he was dismissive. And he yes, was just like, I agree with that. that's what matters. I, the matter I, I just is, think that they're different come on. things. Right? Oh yeah, they're two, they're two different things. Right. But my point is the way he handled it and he said, let's move on. We all collectively moved on. We all collectively move on because Jerry said, let's move on. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I was like, okay, Jerry said it was no big deal. Was I will point out the difference in that too. <laughs> I did Kyrie, too. Well, Kyrie Irving, the link of course was for the black Hebrew Israelites film or something that had some, it was ridiculous. You know, some very unfortunate uh, opinions and comments about it was ridiculous. and yeah. Kyrie Irving plays for the Brooklyn Nets and he plays in a neighborhood and for a constituency that there's a very big Jewish population there too. All so these are the, the same people, thing as Jerry though. All these he, are the same thing as Jerry. He actually, yeah, but Kyrie just did something. He just promoted something yeah, but can, in the present time. Out, do you know if I found out, which I, which I wouldn't be surprised by, but if I found out that my current <laughs> employer uh-huh. did something that made me uncomfortable, whoever that employer is, right? If he uh-huh. grew up, if he's 80 years old and he grew up in the South, I'd be like, oh, I wasn't really surprised that Jerry Jones was in that photo. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really surprised that he kind of dismissed it because I dismissed it. I was like, he's 15. He made a mistake. I'm like, it's Arkansas in the South. Show me show me the picture of the white people who are fighting those other white people. But Jerry, That's but what I want to see. That Jerry, picture doesn't exist. Larry, I right. called you Jerry. I'm sorry. But Larry, <laughs> we, can't, we can't expect these athletes to see disparities and not acknowledge them, especially someone like LeBron who spends his entire career doing so. Mm-hmm. This is the part we're missing. LeBron just didn't pop up to talk about Jerry Jones. LeBron has been talking about everything. He talks about the president. He talks about mm-hmm. where we're at. He talks about voting. He talks about right. what he's doing to change uh, voting, the Civil Rights Voting Act. He's called upon, upon so many people to talk about so many things. And his whole question is, y'all just now all of a sudden don't have nothing to say about this? This lives in the family of what you often ask me about. And yes, he is picking a gripe. Because Kyrie was the most recent mm-hmm. incident and there was so much fallout and there was so much drama associated with and it it dominated the headlines. And to mm-hmm. this day, a lot of media want to keep it in the headlines. And I, I, I'm like, he made a mistake. He was wrong. He apologized four different times, had a list of things that he had to apologize to. He has to complete all these. <laughs> You're talking about a, Kyrie? Kyrie. Yeah. Kyrie mm-hmm. has to complete a list of things to get right back in order. He did mm-hmm. all of that. He gave us seven apologies. Do you think the NBA overpunished him? They absolutely, the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets, in my opinion, knew that he would do whatever it took because he wanted it gone. And he really didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think he didn't know what he was he was he learned today is what I'm thinking. And he was today years old when he learned that being a free thinker can can get you in no no rooms of gratitude. Like he thinks he's a free thinker. He thinks he can do all mm-hmm. these different things. And he realized in real time he doesn't know what he doesn't know. Right. Mm-hmm. So 20, 30, 40 years from now, this will be brought up and we'll talk about it. Will we still be upset with him or will we let him live? I don't know. I, I'm, I won't be around. I won't be in locker rooms asking questions. But 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 for Jerry Jones, I am with you on. He was 15. Let it go. Not a big deal. He apolog- He clearly, you know, he didn't apologize. He clearly said it was a mistake. But he was mm-hmm. dismissive, and that's where I I have issue. I didn't I know agree how dismissive he was. I was just dis- he was dismissive. Like Jerry, we all wish you because we know who you are. You're a good man. <laughs> you hire, sure. but you're like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. That are you the? Go talk to uh, Little Rock Nine mm-hmm. and how they felt when he was so dismissive about it and dismissed mm. it as confusion and curiosity. Go ask those people who are still alive at 60 some odd years old how they feel about his response. 
I think Jerry sitting with those people is a great idea. I think that really is a good idea. I would love it. By the way, and I think he would do it, but mm-hmm. the problem is he would be forced to ask questions. And Jerry is a charmer. Answer questions. He's a charmer. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to. And he probably, quite frankly, if I was a billionaire, I'm being honest, I'd be like, I'm not answering any of your questions. Not a billion <laughs> Wait, dollars. If Carrie's a billionaire, we're all in trouble. I'm not asking any of I'm not answering no questions. The world is. <laughs> Nigga, I ain't doing your podcast. I ain't I'm a doing billionaire. nothing. Why I'm are you a even billionaire. Why are you even calling me unless you're talking about <laughs> things that and 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 look, you make great points. Like these arguments. This is why I love talking to you because you make me think differently, and I see your perspective, and I like oh. that you're chipping it away, as mm-hmm. opposed to being like you, you know, on Twitter, go to hell, black girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> you suck, black girl. You angry, black girl. Like I want you to show me. I want you to tell mm-hmm. me your. Uh, I want others to tell me their perspective. I try to have this conversation in in authentic authenticity, and mm-hmm. it is so hard to have. Why do you think it's so hard these days? Why do you think? Why do you think people have a hard time having these types of conversations? Is it too much of third rail out there where people feel they get triggered if there's something they might not agree with or they see it differently? Because I don't get we can disagree, but it doesn't threaten me. I'm like, oh, at Carrie all. just has a different point of view. I'm not threatened. At I, all. I, I like the fact that she has a different point of view. I love mm-hmm. but see, we're we're built differently. I love I love like listening to what someone else has to mm-hmm. say. It may, and it makes me think, you know, let me pull back or let me push harder. Mm-hmm. Um, let me meet you in the middle because you know what? You're mm-hmm. right, Larry. Um, like it's, he sh- should he not apologize? You know, let me think, let me sit with that because may, I think he should. I think he should apologize for being dismissive. I don't think mm-hmm. he should apologize for being somewhere he didn't know what it really was in terms of context, but he should apologize for being dismissive. Like I'm meeting yeah. you right there in the middle. And you're helping me understand the reason why we can't do that now is because we live in a world where everybody is so pol. I feel like everyone is so either I'm over here or I'm over here, left or right. You have to choose sides. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. to choose sides. And we don't have to choose sides. No, no country in the world should have only two parties representing it. We shouldn't have to choose sides. But if you tell me you're you a that. Republican, mm-hmm. you tell me you're a Republican, I'm a fill away. If I tell you I'm a Democrat, you're going to fill away. I'm neither. But my point being is that we have we have put our our flags in said soil um, as of late, and I think it had to do with former President Donald Trump. We put our flags in the soil, and and we're and we're hell bent on representing whatever side. I'm sure you've probably talked about this in your show too. I'd love to get just your take on that. And I love that I could just start this and then turn to a conversation, which is great too. But the whole Kanye situation too, mm-hmm. yay! Is it's so like. It's disturbing on so many different levels. Let me ask it this way to you first, Carrie. How did how, when you first heard him make uh, like the the Death Con three on Juice, you know that type of thing? Like, were were you like a lot of people thinking, "Oh, Kanye is going crazy again," or that type of thing? I I did not see it escalating to the level that it had. You know, I you know it just seemed ridiculous to me, and that type of thing. Um, but anyhow, go ahead. I don't know why people keep giving him platforms. Mm-hmm. I, and that's my bigger problem. I don't want to hear anything Kanye has to say anymore. And people continue to give him platforms and let him pop up on their podcast and pop up on their TV show. And he gets reinstated back to Twitter knowing he'd do what he exactly mm-hmm. had been doing. Um, people are having him pop up. Like Alex Jones had him on a show. Yeah, He, he was too much for Alex Jones. Where he said he liked he said, Hitler. Yeah, yeah exactly. Alex Jones was like, whoa, okay, this guy. You know what I mean? It, I Why are we doing this? There's a lot of me that's saying, I... I don't even understand what he's trying to say, but I think he thinks he's on the right side of justice, right? I think he thinks he has a big... It started off with the White Lives Matter t-shirts, mm-hmm. right? And we were just like, what are you doing? That was a, for for the culture. It was like, why are you wearing White Lives Matter t-shirts? What are you trying to say? What is this secret message? And he's just... He clearly is not well, and he's... And I'm not, dis, I'm not leaving it there, but the way the world has responded to him based on based on what is going on is really is a very interesting thing to me, Larry. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting to see how you, more. how you, you can be, that? how you can be loved. You can be loved and cherished and adored when you're saying the right things to the right people and you just piss off one or two people. And then the building up to break you down is a very fascinating thing, mm. but the ability, cause there, do you remember there was a time when Kyrie was on Instagram, Kyrie, 
Sorry, Kanye yeah, was on Instagram. Yeah, I know. A lot of the same letters. A lot of the same letters. Dave Chappelle had it right. Kyrie, Kyrie got in trouble because Kanye was a fool. Okay, so right. Kanye had this on Instagram. He would literally go down a list of people he was firing or start naming executives at certain companies that he felt were treating him wrong and taking his money. Do you remember that? I didn't, I don't pay attention to Kanye. Okay, so mm-hmm. he this started this started this has been going on for like mm-hmm. a year, like since the divorce was public and all that. This has been going on. He's been attacking people and he's mm-hmm. and his, he's ramped up his attacks and I wouldn't pay attention either but I casually some of it felt like comedy when he was kind of going after certain executives mm-hmm. at YSL or at Louis Vuitton or whomever he felt was treating him poorly mm-hmm. and it would be a picture of an executive or maybe someone who worked with him and like they mm-hmm. are fired his name is Michael Smith and he didn't do a good job he is fired but he can come back and work for me if he tells the truth about so he was posting people's names and their pictures and and titles within his company and other companies and saying i want you guys basically i'm calling you out for your behavior all he's done is it didn't matter then though right because these people weren't powerful now we know who what's off limits like there are things off limits. So Kyrie in his mind, I think Kyrie, Kanye, Kanye in his mind, Kanye in his mind kept going after all of these different people and no one said anything. And, and people even thought it was funny. So he kept mm-hmm. going. Like the more we ignored him, the bigger he got mm-hmm. in terms of his personal attacks. And then all of a sudden it's like, what are you, what are you talking about? You're in DEFCON 3. And he was telling us it was a lead up. We weren't paying attention. People aren't on his Instagram looking to see why he's so cuckoo. You know what I mean? But I was like, why is he going after all of these different people at all these different Mm -hmm. marketing houses? And they all had a a common denominator of money and people who they thought were in charge. And then he then he just amps up to DEFCON 3, right? Mm -hmm. DEFCON 3. I'm I'm now I'm and I'm all like, God, he's and in my mind, because I've been following, I'm like, he's crazy. I'm done listening to him. I'm done paying attention to him. I tried to defend him in the sense that he was doing it for art. Like maybe he was going to come out with some something super creative. Who the hell knows? This is before he went DEFCON 3. I'm like, well, maybe he's doing something because he's such a genius. Yeah. No, done. Done with you. And then people keep giving him platforms to hang himself. Why are we doing that? Why is society accepting his behavior and allowing him to have platforms? Why he's spewing hate and misinformation? Why are we mm-hmm. allowing him to do that? Well, that's part of my question, you know, and and there, I think there's two sides to that. One is it, I think society really needs to look at itself in the mirror and say, why are people like Kanye so venerated in the first place? You know, like, why are they held to um, put on such a large pedestal in the first place? You Mm. know, Um, I remember when he did the Taylor Swift thing, I was done with him back then. That's how, Mm. that's how long I've been done with him. I'm like, you don't do that. Come on, man. Yeah. You know, that was just terrible. Um, but you know, that's a lot of what op- the reason why Kanye likes Trump a lot, because they both operate out of malignant narcissism, you know, and even though people are, are saying there's mental health problems to me, it goes even more into that. There's, there's a delusional aspect to Kanye's behavior that to me comes out of being in this bubble that he's been in for so long of the people around him who don't want to say no, cause they're on the gravy train or whatever it is. You know, and at this point, to use an English term, you know, he kind of fancies himself a demigod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really does. If mm-hmm. you look at the things that he says, he operates not as somebody who wants to be an expert on something or somebody who is giving us insight on something. He's operating from the point of view that he is a demigod mm-hmm. and that he is, you know, we are lucky to be the the recipients of this knowledge that he's bestowing <laughs> yeah. on us. I have something to tell you. Pay attention. Yeah. Yes. Like the way that he even shares it, you know, yeah. it's like, like, you know, I love everybody as if he is the Lord and savior whose job is to treat all human beings as human beings. So, well, even God came up with the concept of heaven and hell. So, you know, that's not even correct, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I think that's the level of delusion that he's at, you know, mm-hmm. that, he can just say things and not have repercussions. And now that repercussions are happening, you know, there's even more of this, uh, you know, this panic that seems in his behavior where he's going to even more extremes. But I think it's more of a lack of moral compass than it is anything else, which comes out of being in a bubble for so long. That too. And also, I, I you know, I had a friend who casually 
was at a restaurant, a restaurant. And this is, everyone has a friend who was at a restaurant and Kanye was in there. But so she tells me she's at this restaurant and, and he comes in and he is literally unwell. And she mm-hmm. was like, it, she was like, it was a feeling that was palpable and it made people uncomfortable and people were leaving the restaurant because the unwell feeling, the unhinged unwell feeling that she could feel, like literally touch, reach out, touch his energy, change the entire room, the restaurant. Like she was like, it was scary. And I can't imagine how this man is functioning in society and walking around life and anyone who ever cared about him would allow him to be that way. Because he's made people a lot of money. And they're allowing it. And he's still making people money. I bet you there yeah. is probably something that is happening with why he's out here at his worst still making money. I well, bet when you. you look at it, when you look at Adidas, like, I wonder if there's going to be more talk about Adidas because, you know, they are, which is kind of interesting. People have gone on the record that saying, you know, Kanye's behavior at Adidas was horrible. You know, the way he, uh, the you know, from sexual harassment claims to, you know, the way he would scream at people and all this stuff, the way he treated women, showing them porn in the workplace and these types of things, you know, which he kind of even boasted about. Nobody could get away with that type Nobody. of behavior, but right? But if he's making to. you billions of dollars, yeah. Adidas allowed that. But once this other thing came up, they were through. Yeah. But when he was just abusing women in the workplace, it was fine, mm-hmm. you know? So it'll be interesting to see. That's that double standard I was talking to you about. Certain certain lives matter more than other lives. Certain, billions of dollars, especially are at stake. Especially. And, 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 and certain, certain causes are more important than other causes. If Colin Kaepernick was kneeling for cancer, he'd be a hero. I always said that. That was my take on it immediately. <laughs> he'd be a hero. <laughs> like oh, we, absolutely. thousand percent. We have to realize that we, that we as a society let people like, you know, like Kanye function because he's making money. I'm buying his Yeezys. I mean, not me, but I, how many people do I know? I've had a pair of Yeezys. I'm like, relax. What the heck is a Yeezy? Like, why is it so important? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Yeezy. <laughs> yeah, it's very complicated. It's something we could talk about forever. Um, forever, forever. And not, and not get everybody upset. But inevitably, people will not like certain things that are said because we're all mm-hmm. operating from a defensive standpoint. And I'm just trying to learn. I'm really, truly just trying to learn. That's all. Because that's all we have. Like, if we don't... Yeah. We don't really make a concerted effort to learn others or why we act the way we do or respond. Mm-hmm. You know, what is what it, what are we doing with our platforms, Larry? This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. What does your next drive look like? Running between meetings, maybe a getaway with the whole family? Either way, the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life with premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Carrie, I've always enjoyed watching you on TV and listening to you. I've always thought you brought the whole package, you know. Um, So one thing I wanted to ask you is where do you see, this is a a two-part question. I want to ask about women in sportscasting in general. Yeah. Let's start with that. You know, what is the, what is the state of that from your point of view and what are some of the obstacles or maybe uh, biggest challenges with women in sports casting right now from your perspective? I think, I think women, women in sports are, I think it's growing. I also think women's mm-hmm. sports are growing, namely, namely soccer's already, it, it has a great, great record. Uh, now they're getting their money. Um, I think mm-hmm. basketball is, is starting to become more of a household name as you get to see certain basketball players on the, you know, time 100 influentialists. Like, I think that's important to see mm-hmm. them in different, in t- different aspects outside of just playing on the court. Um, but ba- women in sports, while, while we are, um, making tremendous strides, right? It's it's always the one of one. It's always, mm-hmm. well, one can be popular. One can have this gig. One can do that. 
Mm-hmm. We're never allowed the luxury of, can you call um, Monday Night Football for $17 million a year? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're, we're, never, we're never even considered in these instances, these high-profile instances where you need to pay the person millions and millions and millions of dollars to be um, the man because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always been the man. So I think... Once we start talking about pay equity and 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 also coveting those positions that they traditionally only give to men, like it's always two men in a booth on on Monday night football, right? right. It's always two men in a booth on Sunday night football. It's two men in a booth on Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. And there are women who can call football. Beth Moen, um, I, you know, I even think Doris Burke. When Doris Burke, who calls basketball, when she calls basketball, sometimes she's trending just because people say woman talking sports. <laughs> yes, I know. Woman talking sports. <laughs> yeah, I love A woman Doris has Burke. decided to talk sports. Let's exactly. stop it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I am of the belief that if we don't get comfortable talking about the uncomfortable, it'll never change. So, yes, we've come a long way. Yeah, they've, they've, they've opened that door wide for the host, but not yeah. for the booth. The booth, oh. the door is like. I can host still, whatever still I want to host. Fun. I can right. host whatever my heart desires. It's it's hosting, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But when you get into calling plays and having knowledge and stories based on stories and knowing what happened, be oh, a color like heaven forbid a woman can be color and scream and yell, oh my god, <laughs> right. he yeah. took it to the house. You know, well, how come we can't do that? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, how come we can't be a Chris Berman, if you will? Like, why can't sure. we do that? And and it's because we've been relegated to the positions that they're comfortable giving us. Mm. And so I understand that is a fact of life in every industry and in every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have understood it, but I have always been wanting to push the push that envelope and push, push, push a little more and hold the door open for the women behind me. Doris Burke is doing that. Doris is um Doris Beth Moens, I think of them as uh, so many, but they mm-hmm. they grew up a little a, a little earlier than I did, right? There's a different mm-hmm. generation. So they probably mm-hmm. think I'm risque. Like <laughs> no, I think she's they're probably like Carrie, we made it in Europe here causing trouble. Calm down. Uh, you know what I, I, mean? I but, think she likes you. Yeah. yeah, of course. No, she <laughs> yeah. but if I can't, if she's not comfortable, because this is the generation that I have, I'm of the generation that found the voice in sports and is comfortable relaying the voice as a woman, meaning mm-hmm. I know what I'm going to say. I'm going to have an opinion. I'm going to be, and I'm going to hold my opinion high, just mm-hmm. like my fellow colleagues who are male do the same. They can have an opinion about how they feel about how LeBron is doing with the Lakers. How come mm-hmm. I can't have an opinion about that? I can. And it's yeah. just as valid. You know what I mean? And so that's the next level for women in sports, finding mm-hmm. their voice, having an opinion and being comfortable displaying that opinion. And while the the masses may not receive it, it won't be like, what? Yeah. She I think- said something bad <laughs> about an athlete. You know? Right. Yeah. There's so much. Uh, your, your former show is interesting. I think they're doing a much better job uh, for sake. I think when you were hosting it, it was rare to see nope. women on who were giving an opinion. And, you yep. know, they really didn't look to you for much. At all, you know, in, in those days yeah. at all. I think yeah. you you talked about that in our first part. Yeah, um, and so everyone's welcome. You're welcome. Everybody's welcome. I it always takes one to get broke Jerry down. Busted down yeah, that yeah. door. <laughs> I have to kick the door down so y'all can come in and sit and be cute and have your opinions. Go on, ladies. Tell them have it. Let them have it. <laughs> but it's nice to see. You know, there's more and more that are that are doing exactly what you're talking about. Coming out. You know, not just, you know, with big voices talking about it or being emotional about their takes, you know, or not backing down. And, you know, and uh, I think people are getting more used to that. But I, I have noticed, like, a lot of people, I think the the disparity part of it, some people don't see how entrenched it is. Like, when you look at something like tennis, which I know you covered early in your career, <laughs> look at this, Carrie. Like, when you watch a women's tennis tournament, like, there might, Chris, Chris Everett might be in the booth with, say, whoever, you know, the guy, John McEnroe, and then the, the, the uh, guy commentator who's the host of it, right? And it might be McEnroe and Chris, Chris Everett, and they're calling that, right? But you go to a men's tournament, it would be John McEnroe and another guy mm-hmm. and the guy. It's like, why can't the woman call the men's? No, but the man can no. call the women's, you know? You stop it right it's there like, with that forward thinking, Larry. You stop that, it. It happens in all of those types of golf the same way. If you watch golf, if it's a women's tournament, there could be a guy and a woman, but yeah. a man's tournament, why can't a woman talk about these Larry, things? Larry, you know? there you go asking crazy questions again. I'm just saying. I'm just there saying. There you go. You're getting edgy. 
Right, but they yeah. still do it in tennis. Like even to this day with everything that's happened, if you watch the U.S. Open, when they switch over to the women's coverage, a woman will pop up in the booth like magic of course. Of course. and then switch back to the men. And it's this McEnroe can just stay put. He can be no shade against McEnroe. You know, he could just stay put, but it'll be a different It'll be a man who will be joining him now to talk about I, the I, Every now and again, I've seen a few, like Mary. Mary has been able to call, I think, a few men's matches. Mary Carrillo. Yeah, or maybe mm-hmm. it was, I'm, I, I, I do believe. But by the way, the fact that I have to like stop and think tells you that it's not a real thing, right? So I, I yeah, the reality is, is the next stage is for us, while we have made incredible strides, we can sit and I can have my own, coming from a lady with her own show that says the Carrie Champion Show that talks sports and culture and politics. I, there is, the truth of the matter is, incredible strides in our industry. And I, it is not lost on me that I am a Black woman hosting my own sports show. Like, we're hitting it at all cylinders, right? Like, I, we're making sure people see a perspective that you wouldn't possibly have if you, if you are not familiar with the world that I lived in or how I grew up or how I view sports or what sports meant to my culture and my community. And, and, and kudos to Amazon for giving me this opportunity to share that, right? And it's acceptable and it's normal. Make it, it's acceptable and it's normal. Like, let's just, let's be clear. It's not like, guess what, Black woman hosting show. It's like, Carrie Champion is talking sports. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> What's your future, Carrie? This is the other part of my question. Do you want, do you want to be in one of those booths? Do you want... I- you know, I don't I don't ever want to. That's not my dream. But just mm-hmm. because you mentioned it to me, it might be my dream. And when I do it, I'll give you a shout out. And when I went manifesting, like, and manifesting I help people manifest. Larry, help me manifest this. <laughs> um, I think I think for me, that's a question I've been asking myself lately because mm-hmm. there's always been like I wanted my own show. That's all mm-hmm. I've ever wanted was my own show to do to do whatever I'm passionate about, to share stories that I'm passionate about, Mm -hmm. to share perspectives I'm passionate about, like all the things, all the things we're doing right here on your podcast. Um, But now, Larry, as I massage my shoulders, I don't, I I don't know what that looks like. I gotta Mm. be honest. I don't know Mm -hmm. if, if the game came to me, great. That's not like, oh, I've made it. If it Mm -hmm. came to me, amazing. But I don't know what it is because we are living in, in times that what I do for a living is changing moment to moment. Mm-hmm. Linear television is not the same. You know, sitting at the desk, you know, at ESPN is not the same as now they're moving, getting more rights to streaming. Streaming's taking over in such a way that's so different. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was coming up in the business, you know, there was there is no way that you would do it all. Now everybody can do it all from home and send mm-hmm. it in and get paid. Um, and so it's more about my my ethos and where I see myself um, sharing the vision that I have for a, a better world to live in. Right, as cliche it is, as cliche as it is, I you know I still want to tell really great, wonderful stories. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm educating. I want to make sure that I'm learning. Thank you for teaching me today, and I want to make sure <laughs> that I'm being fair. And so mm-hmm. whatever that looks like and wherever I can do it freely is where I want to be. Like that's at the core of it is that's like my heart. But I couldn't tell you if it was a certain job or a certain amount of money. I don't have that anymore. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I say that that's I'm rich, but I don't have it anymore. I, I'm doing well, but I don't have that yeah. anymore. You know but what you mean? get to certain points where, and yeah. a lot of people talk about this, where you have initial goals and then you reach those. You go, okay, where am I? Where am I? What do I want out of this? You know? Yeah. Sometimes you have to wait around a little bit until something reveals itself, which there's nothing wrong with that. I, that's where I'm at, waiting yeah. for the revelation. Speaking of your heart, yeah. okay, oh, I have boy. to go back. You know I where I'm know going. Where you're going. I know where you're going. Because <laughs> I know your heart is full when it comes mm-hmm. to this subject, as is mine, because we both bleed purple and gold. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, Ooh. What is your... Our Lakers are looking pretty good right now in terms of how... In comparison to how they've looked before. Uh, What's your feeling about the Lakers? Are you feeling better? If you think we have any chance to make something out of this thing that we have, this thing? 
this thing you write about that I'm hopeful because the West Coast is really trashed together. Like collectively, mm-hmm. the Western Conference is not doing doing great. They're not. Nobody's killing. running away. Yeah. yeah, nobody's killing. So there is still room for us to be there. We're very much in the conversation. It's still early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Like talk to me next year around February, March, how I feel. Right, February really <laughs> determined really uh-huh. where we're going. But then I'm like, yeah. okay, I got it. What I what I what I have been reading. Um, and what I know is that I read an article at the beginning of the season that said, if Ant- this is do or die for Anthony Davis, if he does not, if he does not get to where he needs to be, not only will the Lakers not obviously prevail, right. but his career is pretty much done because mm. he's been injured and he hasn't really set aside himself except for that bubble year. There's always been this back and forth, right? The bubble year was 2020 when the Lakers won the championship and they were all inside of a bubble. Um, and they were isolated because of the pandemic. All the all the athletes were isolated at Disney World and places. Right. I called that the YMCA championship. It's like they were all playing at the Y. <laughs> yeah, I was like, me at the Y. Yo, man, who got next? Who got, got next? Yeah, yeah, exactly. LeBron, you guys got it? Right. Yeah, literally. And, that, and by the way, also, probably why I felt he was comfortable playing in the, that atmosphere because it didn't yeah. feel there was no pressure there. It felt like playing in the gym. Yeah. So, so, so now I see Anthony Davis being this guy who is fabulous. Like his triple double every night, or we averaging thirty some odd points tonight. Like he's just like I'm here. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I hear the noise. So that gives me hope. Um, and that's why I'm comfortable. My hope is that he stays healthy. Every time something happens, I'm like he bumped his elbow. Yeah. Oh no, how's his elbow? <laughs> what a second. He hurt his pinky toe. How's his pinky toe? What you know what I mean? Like I'm 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 a battered wife in this situation. Uh, oh, that's no. not a bad so that's a horrible scenario. I am a I'm just so I'm not aware. I'm not I don't feel safe. I'm emotionally uncomfortable in this situation. You know what I mean? Oh man. I agree with you a thousand percent. This yeah. is there is no disagreement. Everything is about AD as far as I'm concerned. I was saying they need to he needs to be operating as if it's a given he's going to score 40 a game good luck stopping him yeah he i don't does he operate that way though no i'm saying he has to for the lakers to be successful he has to be 1999 shack in his thinking that i'm my 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 floor is 40 Let's call my ceiling 60. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But that's where he's got to be operating in the number of shots he takes. I agree. The types of shots that he's taking, you know, and the Lakers like that, it makes everybody better. Uh, What are we going to do? What is we going to do? We got to go to a game together. We got to go to a game together. Oh, twist my arm. <laughs> I think, but a good one. Now it's easy to get tickets like. now. Yeah, too. right. You're like, show up tonight. Get the tickets there. Yeah, no. Um, it has to be um a juicy one though. I'm. Uh, let me think. Not that juice juicy means anything, but let them get more momentum and then we'll go and we'll hang exactly. out. It'll be a good one. It'll got to play it right. Got to yeah, play yeah, it right. Yeah. You don't want to be a punk. Show up and knowing that they're gonna lose. Yeah, yeah. Knowing I, they're in a bad way. That you have to, you have to go with hope. I went when they played Detroit, but it was the it was the battle of three win teams because Detroit yes. at the time only had three wins and we only had three wins. But then we sad. went on the run after that. So so I I would like to say the reason yeah. why they're so amazing is because I graced them with my presence and I prayed a <laughs> prayer and they said let's do this and it was done. <laughs> I bet that was it. Well, yeah. <laughs> Carrie, thanks so much for joining me. It's such no a pleasure. Problem. You're you're one of my faves. I could talk to you forever. And by the way, I think your UCLA Bruins got uh they got screwed this year in football. They were a great team this year. I agree. Re- I thought they were better. Than, I still think they're better than SC, even though they lost. I, I, I think they lost SC. And, they, and and by the way, SC ended up losing to Utah, so they're yeah they're out of it. Thank Who God. Who beat which, Utah? Yeah, like that's the point. Which I was just like they that that's in tennis. They call it a seed killer. Like you take the people out who exactly. are really good. UCLA should have been able to have the opportunity. USC was fraudulent, but whatever. Um, shout out to Lincoln Riley though. He did do a good job building that program up. He did. We are talking mad sports. Absolutely. I hope your I hope your view, I hope your listeners are okay with that. They know how to switch over. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so the Carry Champion Show, you guys, is on. Yeah. Prime Video, and yeah. it's Monday through Friday, right? Yeah. And yeah. what time? It's a live show. Is it? It's online? live nine a.m. on the Pacific on the Pacific side of things, and then mm-hmm. noon on the Eastern side of things. Great. Where you're in LA, right? You're in California. I, I am in California. I'm in LA. All right. Now, Naked with Carrie Champion is one podcast, and you have another one right now, or I have. How many do you have right now? Okay, Naked with Carrie Champion is the podcast that. 
I have Monday through Friday. I had a series podcast called the Brown the Brown Print. So not right. Monday through Friday. Sorry, my podcast is once a week. My, meaning it's okay. we, it's my weekly podcast that sure. you can find. And then I had a limited series podcast for my foundation called the Brown Print. So that one's you know we do twelve we do twelve episodes nice. we do twelve episodes a year just to you know make sure we raise awareness for my right. foundation and then with interviews with interesting people um, and then my naked is up and available I just interviewed um, Gabrielle Union on her new her new film so it yeah. was great have you seen it the inspection I've heard about it. it's very interesting the subject matter and everything. Yeah. yeah. So she was on there before that. I had Amanda Seals who, who made me laugh. So there's, yeah. there's no tomorrow. She, she coined the phrase good man Island. And I use that on my show often. I'm looking for a good man. And by the way, I have an Island and I put men on there that are really good men. So we don't man bash. I'm not into man bashing. And it doesn't mean if you're married, single or not, it's just a good man. So oh. Larry, you are Am an Island. You're an honorary member of Goodman Island. I gave you Ooh. some rental property, beachfront. Um, you have a temporary visa. You can hang out there for a while. I'll helicopter um, in. Yeah, helicopter in. Good place. Good place. <laughs> yeah, no. So thank you. And just check out the show. It's easy to find. You go to Amazon Definitely. homepage and you press sports and there it is at 9 a.m. Okay, good. Great. Everybody check that out. Carrie, thanks so much. And uh, we'll do You're that welcome. Laker game. Sounds thank good. Thank you. I will do it. Okay. Carrie Champion, everybody. Thank you.